0: G'day, and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. Today, we're going to go through round 12 trade targets, captains, answer your questions all while having a beer. Let's go! Good day, and welcome again to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me out on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. Joined on a Friday afternoon. Sinking back some beers. Luke Rojo, how are you, mate?
1: Mate, I'm always good on a Friday. I've got my fun shirt on today. It's the buy rounds. I'm showing a bit of chest Oh, jeez. All right. getting spicy. Button down. Ready, All right. Ready, ready go. to go, mate. We're ready to go.
0: Now, we had someone when we uh, sent out the tweet of this show that, you know, you, you, you have to be wearing a Miami Miami Heat jersey. Now, you don't own a Miami Heat no, jersey. No, so but... said uh, this,
1: this week, before, before that person commented, I was thinking myself, best stitch up would be just throw the Miami Heat jersey on. And... I actually contemplated going out and spending $100 just to do the bit. That's just how, committed to throwing locked. shade at me. That's how, yeah. how locked I was. But I'm a busy man, mate. I'm a teacher, you see. We, yeah, don't, we well, don't get time
0: to stop. I'm yeah, telling you. I couldn't find the time to, to
1: throw in the chat. So um, I'm wearing my fun shirt instead. But it's buy rounds, mate. It's fun. It is
0: rounds, So obviously, after the disappointment that was the Celtics' end to the season, I'm <laughs> um, hoping, fingers crossed, that we can have a big round of fantasy footy, and we can we can shoot up the rankings. And uh, like I okay. said, yeah, buy rounds. It's time to, uh, you know, put put the money where where your mouth is, and uh, see if we can uh, move up the ranks because it's the it's the time that separates the boys from the men. I've been saying all season, and, and uh, don't forget
1: the the women and the ladies. Yeah, the women too. and the ladies, and yeah. just
0: the adults from the children. Basically, sorry for any kids out there watching.
1: Twenty twenty three, mate. Come on. Yeah. Well, name. here we
0: go. <laughs> so, lots happening. Although uh, the teams last night, if we just start there. Pretty friendly, as as all things considered, oh, compared mate,
1: to obviously the carnage round that we had last week. Compared to what they could have been as well, because I know a few people, as well as those injury bullets that we copped. I know a few people were waiting on uh, potential rat pasta uh, bullets. I know the traders were pretty happy last night when they found out that, uh, that yeah. their boys were holding. So. Um, and then Shinkoda coming back in a few people would have held the there, bread so. is back the bread's back <laughs> let's go the rise of the bread the,
0: yeah well good the one re, the re-rise the re-rise the uh yeah he's he's ready to go he's um yep. spent a bit of time back in the oven and uh yeah he's he's all, it's all good to go so very lucky for both of us who oh, you know we had some sliding doors moments last week where we were about to trade him out and decided
1: no nah, let's just hold another week if it looks on camera like we're covered in hickeys we are covered in hickeys because we have been <laughs> we, kissed, kissed in the last yeah. couple of weeks like to be fair um the fact that we held Shankar and I traded hollands and you traded davy i yep. mean we yep. can't do much complaining recently so it's been it's been good
0: yeah and uh look I, I was I was throwing a bit of shade to some of the the, the people out there this week. I think that oh, was you the, attempted the, I does, was mate.
1: Tempted some fade out there, and there's still time for it to come back yeah. and hit me with that karma bus. But you've actually, you were actually being a bit of a prick this week. I heard the message mate. that you recorded for Stato. I don't know if any of our <laughs> listeners. Oh yeah, yeah. To yeah. The I don't the know if anyone I recorded. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's listened to the Pod Pod. If you haven't, go and check out the boys on the Pod Pod. But Mitch left a pretty disgraceful message for Stato <laughs> that I think he's got some answering to do. So yeah, well, when, when you make dumb trades
0: happened. like that. Oh, um, oh, oh, Order. You're double with that.
1: You are.
0: <laughs> hey, well, it, we're going to get to our trades later, and I might have a lot of egg in my face after my dumb trades this week, but. Ah uh, yes, Borney, obviously. he's India
1: too in the comments. Yeah,
0: warning Hey, mate, don't worry. I got plenty of swag. Don't worry <laughs> about that. It's all good. Anyone who says they've got swag, hey, don't get it, don't get it twisted as well. You you have kissed just as much as don't I have. Lump like me you, in with yeah. you, mate. Hold on a I'm second. I'm a man of
1: the people. I'm <laughs> I'm in with the comments. You are out by yourself yeah, here. Sorry,
0: you, mate. You, no Sicily, no Sean Darcy. You know, no Rackins. Nothing over there. Just the a <laughs> little old Fiorini Who obviously, yeah, he sucks. Yeah, you know. You've still got it kind of unscathed as well. So, obviously, the other news, like we said, Rut past named named. And just breaking news as well, Seamus Mitchell is going to be an out for the Hawks this week with illness. Um, so, a few people might have been relying on him as a, a green dot. Round one of the buys has been a good uh, rookie downgrade yeah. that I should have gone instead of bloody Roberts, who injured himself in that first game. But anyway, he is out for this round. So, like uh, again, a guy who's out round 12, round 13, probably won't even need him. Um, you know, is he someone that you trade out this week, knowing he's got around fourteen buy,
1: or, or what are your thoughts on on that? Just off the top of your head, um, look, I, I think you'd still probably hold and then trade at his buy. Um, if he's out with illness, it, it doesn't. He's hope he's back Yeah that's what after. I think oh, I think he'd be a bit stiff To miss with illness And then not get a run The following yeah. week And then like you said Round 14 by So what he's gonna, you're going to get Two weeks out of him
0: Yeah and hopefully His price still so goes you're up So you going to get The one week out of yeah, him Yeah you then. get the one week And his price yeah. goes up I don't think he's A priority trade But if yeah. he does leave you Closer to that um you know, eighteen or nineteen on your yeah. field instead of like the twenty plus, I think then maybe if you were already trading a green dot instead of him, you might switch over. I think it's the only instance where you would, but if you're still looking comfortable even with him out, I think that is fine. But otherwise, a pretty gentle uh teams on a Thursday we, night. We need so it. yeah, we, need we it. did
1: need it. So Let's talk about some trade targets. Here. Yeah, yeah, let's get the graphic up on the screen. So interesting, we were talking a little bit about this just before we threw the, the headsets on as well. It It is an interesting week because it seems as though there could be a bit of... Um, sort of divergence yeah. amongst the teams. There's Once you get the three trades, I was saying to you, it gives me bloody choice paralysis. You got, yeah,
0: you've got options galore yeah. everywhere. You, could, you can do two downs, one ups. You I can do I one down, one up, and trials, one sideways. But... And you can do three rookie, just patch up works.
1: It anything. almost gives you more opportunity to fuck your team up. And that's, <laughs> it does. That's yeah, been yeah, my yeah. thinking this week. is like, how am I going to not... My team up as much, and, as and I that's get. the
0: thing with the buys. Hey, we all get very excited, and this is where the sideways yeah. things comes into play, and and it is easy, and you know, even the most experienced um, players have you know you know done in the past. Like I remember, even even last year, I remember exiting the buys. I had seven premium defenders, and I had to trade trade one because I was not I miscalculated. I think there was an injury as well, where I was not expecting to be an injury. So, um, just a word of caution out there that. Remember what your team looks like before the uh, the, the buys, and and when what it, what you want it to look like after the buys yeah. as well. So, yeah. um, but yes, let's talk about some downgrade targets first, do because again, probably one of the more challenging parts of this entire season, really. Um, so downgrade targets, number one, I still think if you don't have George Wardlaw, he's a guy. He yeah. seems the safest.
1: You get him in now. You still got three rounds before his buy round. You can trade him out then. It sucks that that you've missed a bit of cash generation, but sometimes I think we get a bit stubborn in these things, don't we? And think, oh, I've missed it. You know, I'm not going to get on. Everyone else is ahead of me. But at a certain point when there's no rookies to go to and he's got that job security, you kind of just got to jump on and ride it for what it's worth, hey?
0: Look, it could have been worse. He only went up 33K last week. So he's gone up 33K both weeks. Um, 360000 He's at the price that, you know, like a Bailey Humphreys was the week... Before I traded him in, yeah. I probably should have traded him in. So it's definitely not too late on a player like that. And I'm very confident with his job security. I think he will be there for each of our buy rounds until he is on his own buy at round 15. So I still think he is the number one trade target if you don't have him. The number two downgrade target I've got here on our list here is I've just labelled it creative <laughs> trading. You're just endorsing what you want to do this week. I, I, I am, I am. And we'll get to what I, I'm going to do later on the show. I, but, I like the idea of but it. But this, this, I'm just encompassing all... Different avenues on creating and generating cash. So that can be something like uh, a expensive premium down to a cheaper premium, yep. a mid pricer who's run up in cash down to a cheaper mid pricer So say for example, you do a Fiorini to a um, someone like a Humphrey or something like that yep. that nets you 120k or something like that. Those kind of little avenues um, to keep the cash generating and make you know hundred 150k here and there. Because at least the guy you're trading down to, we're more confident in their job security. We're more confident they're being available for our buy rounds. As opposed to some of these other guys, which if you're downgrading a rookie to or sidewaysing a red dot rookie to, I'm just not confident that they're going to be there when we need them, um, which is sort of the main point there.
1: If you can get across to a rookie that um, potentially, like you said, maybe they're job security isn't the best, or maybe they're not going to um, increase in cash for you straight away, but you still feel like by the end of the buys, you can end up with a full team of premiums on the field just based on your position. Mm -hmm. Do you tick that off as a strategy? Because by the end of the buys, if you've got a full team of premiums, the bench doesn't really matter. You're kind of just sideways in premiums anyway. Yeah, the bench
0: definitely matters a lot less opposed buys because they're only really there for cover and just getting enough of that cash generation to do those luxury trades. We don't need it quite as much. And I yes I agree and I'll tick that off. It it okay. is it is based on whether you can complete your team or get you know a full team of premiums by the start of round sixteen. Um, and I still think that those trades allow you to do that because if you're trading someone like a Wilmot to you know uh, who's the guy from to Mullen from yep. Geelong, I mean you're only making at what's that two hundred thousand max. Like it's not that much more than some of these other trades. Yeah. So it's not as if you're generating a whole lot less cash in those kind of amuse, uh, moves, in my opinion. So I think that is still my preference. Number three, I do have... Now, can you pronounce his first name for me? Because I, yeah. I don't know how to... I, actually, I didn't watch the game.
1: It just says here, The Irishman.
0: The Irishman. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> The Irishman. Uh, I've, I've heard it. Oyshan? Oi- Oyshan. okay. The motion, Sounds like a weird Irish name. Motion of the Oyshan. I've never heard of it. We'll call him uh, Connor, <laughs> just because just he's God. an Irish man. Uh, no, but Mullen, I think here from the uh, from the Cats, is probably the number three option. Um, again, I didn't watch the game, so I can't quite comment, but people have said he did look good, broke lines. Um, there's some talk about them wanting him to stay because he obviously is from overseas. It's a yeah. risk he goes back to Ireland, so they want to give him some some run.
1: I heard that too. Number four,
0: I've got our good friend Daylight. <laughs> I'm at number no four. One. No one. And then at number five, I've got the guy debuting for Collingwood and Harvey Harrison. I just have, Do you have again any confidence in that? I just have no confidence. I think he's come in for a couple of injuries. I wanna say that Jamie Elliott is out injured, Sidebottom is out injured as well.
1: Looks like Shaggy too, and, uh, and yeah, he just
0: looks like a suspect fella. So again, I
1: like <laughs> that's, that's rich covered from us. Yeah, no <laughs> I'm sure he's a nice guy, come. but
0: but again, it's just the, the old adage of I want to watch the rookie first, especially when he's only going to play two games before his buy round. Every Sir, dude, <laughs> Sir, dude, <laughs> <laughs> Harvey man. Uh- <laughs> I think I think there's every chance he's here for 2 weeks he has his bye and he's not going to be there for round 15. And again, yeah. we talk about round 15 guys, we want those guys, especially the forward line which we'll talk about later, but yeah. we want those forward round 15 guys uh, play play guys who are playing round 15 to actually be there and not be red dots. So look, if it's your only way of doing the move you really want and you are not relying him to be a decent score in your ground this week, then I, I guess I can tick it off but I don't know. I like to wait a week at least. Yeah.
1: Mate, if you've got no downgrade targets, I'm excited to see what kind of spicy moves you're pulling off this week. Yes. Yes. Now, talk to us on the other end. Who are we going up to if we're going up this week?
0: So, I'm going to structure a little bit differently this week. So, we're going to talk about like a few different, um, like, brackets of players we're shopping for. We've got premiums. Um, So, these are the guys who might not be. cheap in terms of what they're going to produce but we're now starting to shift our focus to the best of the best so oh, excuse you mate that didn't come Have, through in the market <laughs> that definitely did um, so number Sorry. one for me is Rory Laird uh, now that he's not suspended, uh, I, as a non-owner, will be looking to go there this oh, week. How
1: about, how about that? The party when he was suspended and now we're partying again because you get to trade him in. Either way, I'm a winner. Um, wants to have but, his cake and eat it too. Yeah,
0: well, well so He's number one target for me. It was about this time last year that he started his 130 average from
1: the buy rounds. You've got to get on. If yeah. he did that to you again, you just...
0: I, I cannot go through another season without having him. and It did me in, cost me a hat last year, and I will not let that be the same thing that costs me a hat this year, even though I'm up for it a bit more this time around. Uh, Number two, I've got... I'm going to throw this to you. Noah Anderson slash Matty Rao. I think, depending on how you view the players, you you could put one of them in this slot. I, myself, am still a Noah Anderson man. I want to throw your question because I know a lot of people are getting on the back of Matty Rao on his recent form.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? It's so interesting as well. Like, um, we talked about a little bit on Monday was the fact that Noah Anderson started the season poorly and then popped out a couple of huge scores, went on a little bit of a run, and everyone, yeah, Noah Anderson, Noah Anderson drops a couple of poor scores, everyone's back off, and then we're back on, you know, Rao, who's popped a couple of good scores. I think, I think this week, um, the conditions will suit It'll Matty, suit Raul. Matty Raul. so yeah. I think if we just look at it from a this week perspective, uh, Matty Rao. But I find it hard to see a world where across the course of the season, Matt Rao averages significantly more than Noah Anderson. I, are you kind of there as would well? Would agree,
0: or? and I would like Matt Rao. I think at best is maybe a hundred averaging player. Yeah. I think Noah Anderson has the potential to be a 108, 110 guy. Yeah, if it all comes together, and we've seen him obviously do that for stretches. I just think, like you said, we're trading in a premium. I don't think either of them are super cheap. They're probably
1: priced at about what they're going to give you. I think Real is like 60K cheaper than Anderson 40K. Memory. 40K. 8.53 it.
0: versus Noah Anderson's 8.94. So, yeah, okay. yeah 41,000 is the difference. So, look it's not all that much. And I know that one's got a high break even, one's got a lower break even. But when you're trading in a premium, especially at this time of the year, you, you've got to be prepared to hold them beyond the end of the buy rounds into that luxury trading sort of area. And I just am more personally confident in Noah Anderson as being a guy that could potentially be a top eight mid or thereabouts. Whereas Rao, yes, I agree the sugar hit this week might be there. And that's kind of why I expect, uh, I've sort of seen him. And he's he's playing better, obviously. Um, But I still think that, yeah we kind of get a little swept up in it. and he's his average in the last three is boosted by that one forty two when he uh, played the Eagles and had seventeen tackles when when Anderson was getting tagged in that
1: game as well yeah, so something to keep in mind a couple of yeah. shout outs to, to a few people listening along. I think uh Ollie commented there saying that he's having a a beer at uh, beer at work That's pretty oh <laughs> I'd hope get- your uh,
0: hope your boss is uh, either yeah, okay, okay with it or
1: packed up for the for the week. Uh, so. Department of Education, Queensland, but he had my head in a steak having a beer at work. <laughs> uh, well, right, probably rightly so to be fair. Uh, and uh, Mini Monk, I think, is tuning in as well. Oh, shout but, out to the uh,
0: monk. He's uh,
1: yeah, he's he's um good well friend this, of the show. He's going well this show. year. Yes, as well, he is. Isn't he, as well?
0: Despite obviously, uh, do you remember he actually gave uh, gave the everyone else one hundred and twenty odd point head start when he when he benched English, I think it was in round one D- didn 't have the the english and yet he 's still in the top one hundred and gone and we 're lavishing back here in the thousands so uh, anyway, moving on to the, the extra premiums three i 've got Sam Doherty as a number three as a bit of a point of difference guy. the asterisk there again is the, always the round fifteen, but if it can suit you. In the defensive line, it's yep. a little bit easier than like a forward, for example. So I think that's maybe a little bit more easy to manage, but he is a guy that can match it with anyone in the comp and lowly owned, clear top three defender in my eyes. Not many people have him, so I think he's a good pod. Yep. And number four, I've got Jack McRae. Again, new forward. The tough thing is that round 15 bye,
1: and because he's a forward, it probably dings him a little bit more. Round, you- round 15 bye, forward obviously helps. I just can't get out of my mind the Bevo factor. I don't know if I'm putting too much um, weight in that, but Trullo comes back this week. We've seen, you know, uh, Bailey Smith go on a couple of week run where he gets high CBAs. He was the guy that dropped in CBAs last week. McRae is just as likely to have a, a similar stint like that. What At what point do you just say you can't touch a bulldog unless it's Bontempelli and, and obviously English as well? I think there is...
0: I feel like he's still going to be there in, in the mix. And because he's probably lowly owned in the top echelon of coaches, yeah. we know that he's got a high ceiling. We know that he, there is the Bevo factor there, and there is risk, obviously. But it's just the fact that even with everything happening this season, he's averaging 97. Yeah. Um, which 80, I, I think, think well. at the moment, if I just do a quick little count, one, two, um, three, four, five... Six, so he's seventh right now in terms of averages for
1: forwards. So it's not all that risky, is it really? So
0: even though he's had like a tumultuous season in terms of his role in CBAs, like he's seventh in terms of that. And so I think that there's upside from here. Um, so it's it's a risk versus reward play because of the round 15 buy he's down if it was any other
1: buy he'd be probably higher on my list would you look um, at him regardless of where you were ranked or would there be situations that you wouldn't look at him if you...
0: i think i think definitely if you're higher ranked he's probably someone i would just want to wait and okay. watch especially with the ret- return of trelaw but if yep. you want to make a bit of ground play a bit more aggressively then you could probably i'd probably bump him up the priorities and then number five here i've just got Christian Petrarca. again round 14 buy seems to be a, a relatively Easy one to manage for a yep. lot of us. So premium mids in that line, I think, are pretty good targets. But I do really like those top three in the
1: premiums. So now we sort of fall into that. That, that was the premiums bracket, I suppose. And now we're going to fall into the discounted premiums bracket. Yeah. Now, I, I really want to give some time to talking about these guys because I know that you're yes. very interested this week. The first guy and a guy that a lot of people are interested in and talking about is Darcy Cameron. There's, Darcy two, Cameron. there's two reasons. is he's going to start to get back to full game time mm-hmm. and he's also coming up against the Witches Hats this week. Yeah, So this could be immediate sugar hit and long-term cash gain and potentially top six forward if yeah, we're looking at perfect world. As yeah, well.
0: absolutely. So obviously, we it was someone we were keen on in the preseason, yep. right? Like we were we were looking at him and as a guy that we were sort of wondering about his split with um, uh, Big Coxie. Yep. And even in a 50-50 split, To end last year, if I just have a look at his stats here. So, in the post-buy, he was a 55% CBA guy and averaged... um, Oh, that can't be right. I'm pretty sure he averaged like 92 post-buy. And that was with a couple of stinkers really in there as well. So, he has a decent ceiling. The other thing you mentioned as well is the matchup against West Coast. So, the number one across basically any position in terms of positive matchups. Yeah. Um, so, he ticks boxes in that regard. He also gives us ruck coverage throughout the entire buy. So, if you're already rolling with a Marshall and an English, you can put him into your ruck lineup uh, this week as Eng- as Marshall's on the buy. And then next week, you can put him forward as you've got you know, two rucks there. And then in round 15, he can be on your ruck line as English is on your buy.
1: So, are you... So- is he a guy that I must bring into the team this week, in your opinion? Are you thinking like you got to move heaven and earth to get him in, whether it's da- down to him, whether it's up to him, we've got to get him in? Like It's hard because I feel like... You'd be filthy if you missed a 130 or something like that, wouldn't you?
0: On you would. Them, you would. That. I feel as though he's a very good target and he's my number one discounted oh. premium. I'm, I'm going to stop short and say that you have to move heaven and earth to get him. Okay. I don't think anyone really is in that boat at this stage of the year at all, really. I don't think there's any real must-haves at this point, at least that's not obvious to me. I do really like his price point. I do really like the versatility he gives you. He ticks all the boxes, but we haven't seen it yet. Obviously, he's coming off poor games. The, The time on ground is ticking up. There is a slight potential risk coming up against the West Coast Eagles that They've got the game in the bag. He's still only three games coming back from an injury. Maybe they take it a bit easy on him. Mason Cox might have a bit more of the ruck share. So there are risks. Like, don't don't get it twisted that this is like yeah. a home run, absolute lock of a, of a pick. But he does tick a lot of boxes. And when you're only paying 660 k it does minimize that risk uh, yeah. because he is someone that is priced
1: below what he started the year in. And even at the start of the year, we thought he was... Uh, at least a little bit of value. The fact that you only really need to find sort of 40-odd K to go from Fiorini to him is pretty silly, to, yeah. be, to be fair.
0: Fiorini to him, you can go Ashkoff down to him. Yeah, You could do another premium down to him um, and make a lot more money as well. You're so, selling
1: me, mate. You're selling me.
0: So I, I like him. He's my number one target as a discounted premium. His teammate, Jordan Degoe, yeah, I, is I, my
1: next guy here. You mentioned him earlier in the week, and I think you even... Um, Commented on uh, something on Twitter, asking. Yeah, to I just wanted to uh, get
0: some opinions out there. Sometimes I'll do that if I'm not hundred percent sold. But I, I am pretty keen on Jordan Dugui. I'm keen on him as a an upside play. That if you have a good exit strategy, he could potentially be someone that, as a low ranks player with some good matchups coming up, he could boost you up the rankings. He's had the role all season. He's a high CBA midfielder. There's been a lot of talk about him playing really well recently from like the general footy media, which I think helps his confidence um, up against the West Coast Eagles, just like Darcy Cameron, obviously. And his break-even's low. So the the game I'm sort of playing here, as if someone you're bringing him in, is you've got the potential to do a two-week kind of loan. Yeah. Um, get into his round 14. Hopefully he makes some cash, gets close to 800K. If it's not someone you want to hang on to, it's not someone that I feel like you'd feel horrible trading out again. Yeah, And it's also someone that if you got stuck with him, I don't think it's the end of the world because... He's he's still someone that has a high CBA role. He can pop off for some ceiling scores, which we've already seen this season.
1: The other thing too with that is you mentioned that he's he's had sort of three decent scores in a row and 120, 80 and then 127. Is That's built into his five price cycle. Yep. So like, let's say you bring him in, he provides you some buy cover, he only gives you a couple of 90s or whatever and then you shift off him, you're pretty much guaranteed that he's not going to lose you a heap of cash. Yep. Whereas if you go to someone that's a little bit more speculative in that price bracket, there's the potential that they could drop you some cash as well. So I, I don't mind it as a move.
0: Yeah, so like, for example, like a James Warpole is 716K. It's only 33K to get from him to a Jordan degoey And I think that Jordan Dugowie's ceiling is much higher. And, you know, a player like Warpool's break-even is high, so he's going to start losing cash. Yep. Um, so it's just kind of like a bridge of the gap kind of a, a play there, in my opinion. So I, I like him as a, as a play. Not someone who I want in my team for the rest of the season, but, again, just a, a little, little buy-around play.
1: Now, don't don't tell me here you've added this next game just to bloody rub it into Stato again. <laughs> well, I put you, this next guy in here. This man knows no ends. He's just rubbing it in. What are you doing?
0: Oh, Stato knows his stuff,
1: mate. Um, <laughs> number three, Max Gorn. Again, as
0: a discounted premium, again, I've got him below another ruck option, Darcy Cameron. So I'd probably more than likely be going there if I had like a Sean Darcy. But say Darcy Cameron didn't excite you or you wanted to get another ruck and have Darcy Cameron in your forward line. I do think that uh, Max Korn is underpriced and he presents probably less risk than another guy we'll talk in our mid-prices later as a ruck option. I just... um, yeah, I don't know. I, it, the versatility without that forward DPP sucked in Stato. Uh, just because, obviously, I didn't say it the other day. Um, it, I just think it's, it's less exciting, but it is still a play because he's underpriced. Statesman.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think you're going there. Like you said, I don't think there'd be many teams that already have Darcy Cameron go there instead. Uh, Bailey Dale and Tom Mitchell to round out the five for discounted premiums.
0: Yeah, Dale's a play, again, short-term, round 15 buy. Puts him down the list, but I do still think that he's a guy that could probably average 90-plus from here, and he's priced less than that. So. A lot of these guys
1: just kind of fit their bill. You know, We've heard Selby talk about it a little bit, where he, he talks about you, you might pick up this guy to ride through the buys. They've got good job security. They're not going to give you an absolute stinker yeah. like a like a shit mid-pricer or a, a rookie will, and then you know full well that you're trading him out on the... Um, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then Tom Mitchell at the end here, similar sort of thing with Dugowie. He's just more expensive than He has a high break even than Dugowie. So he just kind of is not as in an exciting uh, version of him as um, as a JDG is, uh, but again, has a good matchup and...
1: JDG. JDG. Is that, a, is that an actual nickname for him? Yeah, well, you know, we type it out, JDG. Oh, no, short... I understand that as his initials, but have you just given him that nickname or is he actually...
0: yeah. Everyone does it, mate. Keep the times. Well, everyone calls yeah, him that. Everyone. Oh, everyone. Keep it with
1: the times. Yeah, I've been living under a rock. Sorry.
0: All right, let's talk about mid-prices. Number one. Look, I had a hard time splitting these top three, to be honest, but I've landed on number one, Bailey Humphrey, simply because he's the cheapest. He's also the yeah. one with the round 13 buy. I don't... Probably of all three of these top three, he probably scores the worst, but he's probably going to be the most useful in terms of adding players to your teams across the buy. I don't think he's going anywhere either. I think he's locked in there again, similar to a Matt Rowe, I think the sweaty conditions suit him. The sweaty conditions? What <laughs> the you? soapy conditions? Soapy? I don't. don't you, think you're sweating sweat- up it. Yeah, NT. Yeah. But that
1: sounds weird, eh? Yeah, it does actually. <laughs> I'll
0: retract that. <laughs> the, the sweaty soap, the conditions. <laughs> soapy conditions sounds weird too. Yeah. Um, so so. I, I've got him there, number two, Ben Hobbs. He's come up a little bit in price now, over 600k. Yeah, he was. Um, he
1: was a guy that I've kind of had in the sights for a couple of weeks, and now I'm getting to the point where I'm like, is it just? Is it? There's not. I've got him there. I've got him and Humphrey there because they're forward eligible. And I
0: think this will open up to a conversation that I want to have with you in terms of that round 15 buy. And specifically the round 15 buy when it comes to forwards. Because if we we all know that a lot of players, a lot of teams out there will be heavy on the round 15 buy. But specifically the forward line, there is a lot of good forwards that have that round 15 buy. We're talking about Jack McRae, Bailey Smith. Rosie, Butters, Cogs, um, Sheesel, Zebel if they're in your forward line, Timmy Taranto, all these guys who are probably your best in that position have that round fifteen by. So a Bailey Humphrey and a Hobbs if you needed to. Um just under yeah, just under twenty twenty eight. Oh the humper he's in. No, did you see who commented about? Dadzo. Is You're- that is that, is that your reckon, old man? I reckon it might be mine. Oh, my okay. Old man. Well, Mas- shout out to Steve if he's watching. Masquerading in the comments, we'll see. <laughs> okay. See. Uh, but yeah, so I think that just that forward status puts them over a player like a Greenwood who I have at number three because if shit hits the fan and we need to hold like a Hobbs passes by just yep. to get that, because we're not going to have many players that are forward eligible that can sit in our team in round 15. Um, so you might have a lot of other positions all fine, but you might only have two forwards sitting there come round 15 and, you know, you've only got two fours. That means you've got four players not playing. Yep. So that that's as high as eighteen as you can get on that round. So. So that probably bumps them up, Hobbs and Humphrey. That's why that I've outcome. got them above those guys. So whilst Wait. I think you've missed a lot of the cash rise, I still think it's not too late.
1: Give Give me some info here on Greenwood because it's a name that's been buzzing around all week, and it just. He's cheap. He's very cheap. It, he is very cheap, but. I don't know whether I just have a bias sometimes, but for whatever reason, it's just not giving me a heap of confidence. It, again, it's a, it's a halfway play, isn't it? It's a, it's a yeah. play where you're going there for a couple of weeks. So how long, how much longer is LDU out for? I think he's listed as one to two weeks. Okay. So you're playing with fire there if he comes back next week? Does that... The, the, the good thing is, is next
0: week, like, I don't know if you've looked at your team ahead, but I'm going to have 22 players playing Sorry, next week. of course. Yeah, um, so, worst case scenario, you get him in this week, he improves your numbers on your field. He has a low break even at 14. So, he's going to be going up a bunch of cash if he's playing that inside midfield role, which I expect he will. I know Shields is back in, but I don't think he affects his role at all. He's more of an outside guy. So, I think you're probably getting like an 80 score or thereabouts this week against Essendon. So that's going to be good for another 50, 60K. Yep. Um, so you can bank on that. And then if LDU comes back in, you're scared off, you can trade him out. But it's just the fact that like he is not that much more than a Bailey Humphrey. He's only, what, 50K more than a Bailey Humphrey. Plus, I feel like he's just a more experienced player with that inside mid role. Well, tackling machine. Too, tackling machine. As well. um, so, look, I think it's good. I think that just, again, like I said, he's dinged down a bit because he's mid only. Uh, compared to those other forward option guys which probably are more suitable for your buyers. But yeah, he is a good option if you have the ability to trade him out at round 15.
1: You've seen this guy? He's now giving, giving me instructions on when I catch up with him tomorrow. You can just text me, Dad. You don't have, you don't have to put it in the <laughs> bring comment the, section. Bring the
0: ladder with you tomorrow. <laughs> just <laughs> okay. just flick me a text. You don't have to put it in the line. <laughs> there lot, you go. Job. You heard it. Bring the ladder tomorrow, Luke. All right. Oh, Christ. Not sneaky at all there, Steve. Uh, <laughs> you, you got is, him right away. What is he doing? Uh, let's talk about this next player here number four Cameron Briggs as a mid-price option so again for those who have got the Sean Darcy I think this is the only way you'd be going Cameron Briggs is if you have a Sean Darcy issue I don't mind it but I wouldn't be bringing him in unless
1: you've got that kind of an issue reeks of Prusy reeks of Prusy but <laughs> reeks of Prusy. again
0: you it's, can fall back on
1: that break-even it's game it's Kieran by the way Kieran Briggs Kieran
0: Briggs. What did I say? Cameron. Cameron Briggs. Oh, I've got the Cameron Darcy's about me.
1: Uh, Briggsies. Um, yeah,
0: so I think it's a play. I prefer aforementioned Cameron Darcy. Yeah. Just as a guy, I think... Cameron it's... Darcy. Darcy Cameron. Fuck, <laughs> it's Friday, mate. Give me a break. Sorry, I'm in your head. I'm such a corrector. What a prick. You are. Like, I'm like teachers, such a... yeah, yeah, teachers. Uh, but so yes, I, I, I do prefer... just going to go with DC now so I don't stuff it up. Um... As an option, as a replacement for Darcy, but I think Briggs is an option, and then Jordan really I've thrown in there as a guy. Again, I don't love it. He's fifth on the list, low break even, good matchup this week against North, cheap price, but again, probably someone you want to get out if not at his buy or
1: shortly after the buys. Agreed. I'm just rushing you through because I really want to talk big boys, mate. All right, let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's
0: go, big boys. Big boys. boys. All right, now love the big boys.
1: I've got an amazing top four. Okay, an amazing top four. But let's be honest, this week's easy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. You can loop anyone you want. This is the week to be doing the big boys, mate.
0: If you've had our boy, uh, what's his name? Max Heathy all, all year. It's been easy all it's year. It's been a city, hasn't it? We've been able to do that, no worries. But this week, I think that there's four really good options. Okay, I'm going to give you my order, but I also want, I want you to tell me if you think I'm crazy, if you want okay. to reorder it yourself. But, I already think
1: you're crazy. But, okay, cool. Let's
0: go. Number one, I've got Zachy Merritt at North Melbourne, Sunday, last game of the round, 4.40 p.m. Number two, I've got Nick Dacos yeah. at West Coast. I think it's the second game on Saturday, 4.35pm. Number three, I've got Bales's boy, Rory Laird, at Gold... Sorry, not at Gold Coast. Versus in the Gold Coast in Tackle Northern fest. Territory. Sweaty. Hot as, as well. Hot and sweaty. Um, Rory Lair doesn't like the heat. Uh, number oh. four, I've got Tim Taranto True. at GWS on Sunday one ten. So I really like all four of those options. I feel like you can't can't go wrong with any of them. But what do you think about the order that I've got them in? In Merit, Dacos, Laird, Taranto. Would you personally
1: well, switch them around? Well, I can see that you sort of prioritise a little bit of like match up over consistency because the. The guy that everyone's talking about as a perma captain now is is Tim Taranto, is yes. it? But do you? This is an interesting sort of talking revenge point, game. Is it? also the other narrative that's going Re- revenge around revenge game, and I reckon he, I reckon he'd be up for that as well. Yeah. But do you do you think that you prioritise, um, you know, that consistency of form over the potential for a merit to just come out and put a one seventy on North Melbourne? I'm pretty sure North Melbourne was the team that he put the one seventy on, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, he did
0: one thirty five and a half. So see.
1: so. Obviously, you have to look at your loop options as well, yeah. but but this week it's pretty much you can, much, pick anyone. You can yeah. loop anyone. So yeah. there's the option to go merit VC. as a VC into no, sorry, no. Toronto as a VC yeah. into merit in the last game. Yeah, which because be the last well. game
0: they 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 don't overlap because of the uh, the fewer games. So yeah, you could easily do that.
1: Would you be dirty in that case? But if like Toronto gives you like a one ten, and you know that you could put the C going into merit, who could give you a one seventy? Like, is is there the risk? there, potentially, of that.
0: Potentially. So, maybe you're looking for a bit more ceiling. Although, you know, exactly. Taranto's coming off a 145, but he kicked four goals to do it.
1: Let's also... Okay, yeah, s- caveat there. Caveat there. And Nick Dacos as well. Like, Nick Dacos is a high scorer, but do, do we think he has a ceiling of 161,
0: 170? He's gone on he 140. He's gone on 130s multiple times this year. But it's the, it's the low tackle numbers. Um, Mate, so- he's going to... He don't need tackles against North. He's going to rack it up. He's playing West Coast, isn't he? Oh, uh, West Coast.
1: But the- oh, He's come off North. Sorry, yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, does that does that put a, a little bit of a ceiling on it? Um, I, I don't mind your I don't mind your order there. Yeah, maybe. maybe... So th-
0: this is my justification. So the stats are actually, and I was surprised when I looked this up for this week. But the GWS Giants are actually tied with Port Adelaide as the hardest team for midfielders to score against. Really, that surprised me. But That's they are surprising. tied as. The hardest team for midfielders to score against, and there has been some quotes this week that they're going to be putting some attention into Tim Taranto uh, oh, really? from, from the coach as they well. Don't so revenge game, they, don't, but, they want the anti-revenge game. But um, weren't
1: Port Adelaide a hard midfield to score against? Typically, as well. And he yeah, just popped a one. Again,
0: he kicked four goals. So look, mm. if he's going to kick four goals, then obviously anyone who does that, plus you're playing midfield, you're going to have a great game. Yeah, I don't know if I can bank on that happening again. Um, I think he will be very popular as a captain option. Maybe that could come back to hurt me if I don't go him. I don't know. Rory Laird and Nick Dacos I had very close. Rory Laird, we think about the tackles. He's had like 15-plus tackles his last couple games. Um, Obviously, in Northern Territory, you think that's going to suit him perfectly. But well, that heat, man, <laughs> round one, I don't know if that's just like something
1: that's stuck in my mind all, all year. But round round one, you're a little bit underdone for matchups as true. well. So <laughs> like, it's maybe you come off this big pre-season and everyone thinks, oh, you've just come off a big pre-season. You should be fit. It doesn't matter how fit you are in the pre-season. When you start playing footy, it all goes out the window. So I reckon there's... So Rory yes, Laird's probably
0: got a higher ceiling than Dacos. Would you well, agree? I think
1: I would VC Laird before I... Because this is what you're doing. You're thinking about VCing Laird or Dacos into yeah. merit as the captain. Yeah. So I think I'd VC Laird... Because I, I know the heat was a factor in round one, but you're always underdone in round one in terms of that game fitness. You know, once yeah. it actually comes to getting tackled, tackling, getting up off the ground, um, like that, that makes a big difference. So I think that now, what are we twelve games into the season? I think that maybe that's less of a factor. And as you put it, those sweaty conditions, he just he loves a sweaty cuddle, doesn't he? So he does,
0: he does. So I think, look, I, I'm I, I actually I like what you're saying, and I, I probably. I've been, I've been, I'm going to worry about these two all year, uh, all, all week, sorry. And um, look, I, I'm, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go Rory Laird, number two, Nick Dacos, number three, probably because I do think that Laird has a high ceiling, uh, just with those tackle numbers, and obviously the conditions will suit that. So I'm put, I'll put him number two, Dacos at number
1: three, but I think all four of those options could be big this week. And I think and Maddie, most people have two of those four options. Oh, I'd have to think that, yeah, most people would. Laird and Matty Rowell are just going to be like... <laughs> all over each other going to be doing the,
0: the Waltzall game just cuddling um, but if you up. wanted to go something different here's the rest of the top 10 shakeout I've got number 5 Marcus Bontempelli versus Geelong number 6 I've got Tom Green versus Richmond obviously positive matchup versus Richmond but Richmond tag now as well so keep, keep that in mind as well I don't know I'm interested that's to you, watch...
1: That's how you know your shit. I'm mate.
0: interested to watch that and uh, see if that's something that we're going to be doing every week from now on. Uh, seven, I've got Sam Walsh who plays tonight. Remember, you don't have to VC tonight. You've got all week to VC, so I'm not going to be VCing Sam Walsh. Um, eight, I've got Jordan Dawson. Nine, I've got Connor Rosie or Zach Butters. Who would you choose out of Connor Rosie or Zach Butters versus Hawthorne?
1: If you had to pick oh, one of them. Oh, man. Few weeks ago, it would have been Rosie, but now it's a lot harder, isn't it? It is a bit. I harder. feel. I feel like Rosie has the tendency to fill his boots. Zach Butters is just going to be like a beast of a football player. Just plays every really week, really well. Yeah. Whereas against a shit team, but then wasn't there wasn't there a VC that you put on Rosie against a shit team where he he you there early in the yeah. season? Yeah,
0: oh, I can't remember. Oh, so I don't I know s-
1: if I've ever VC Ro- yeah. uh,
0: Butters. Oh yeah, no, there was. There was a North Melbourne. It I think was he Rosie. Not yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, Rosie. Yeah, I think I'd still go Rosie, but. I'd probably lean that way too. I've got Rosie there. Um, And then number 10, I've got Doherty versus Melbourne tonight. But again, I'm probably sticking within that top four. I think most people have them, so I'd be trying to make my decision there. All right.
1: Let's have a look at... Can we play the big boys uh, thing once again? Now, should we... Uh, should we talk about the teams? Have yeah, the, the yeah I'm just, event just getting that up right oh, now. No. I've, put, I've put the spicy tax thing. Let me get that off. Not oh, spicy tax yet. yet. Just woo we'll, we'll up there. We're going to talk it. So we've only got the
0: two teams, and Harry Himmelberg is in for the Giants. Your boy, Josh Fay, he's out. He's not coming back in. Maybe he's the sub again. I don't that, know. That is
1: disgusting. That's yeah, disgraceful. Is that, it is terrible. It pops a 160, gets the call up as a sub, scores five, and then gets dropped. Yeah. What? Yeah, it sucks. Like what? He Has must, one kick. He must. He must be a real shit bloke around the club.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know about that. That's a bit. That's poor form, in my opinion. That sucks. Anyway, so I don't, don't trade him in. Um, Dylan Shield is back in for Essendon. Um Where's he then named? Is he just on the bench there? Not that it matters. I think he's probably in the forward line with a bit of midfield. So he's in, and then. Over on North Melbourne, we've got Shields,
1: Tarris Thomas, and Darcy Tucker in. Comment in the in the section here saying that, um, yeah, Taran Thomas named out on parole. And what do you think? Do you reckon he's an option?
0: Uh, no I'm not not going there At this point Old,
1: old man in the comments is, so. Oh Dadzo
0: Keep, Suck, keep it coming Dadzo
1: Suck for punishment
0: I reckon Dadzo needs to uh, You know Give us a give us a super chat Or what do you, what do you call it Give them? us a what? Give us a Or oh, donate Yeah you've got to donate To get your comments in there Dadzo <laughs> um, Commenting too much On that chat there <laughs> <laughs> nah, keep it coming. Um, I reckon. So pretty, pretty know stock hell. standard there. Pretty stock standard there. Nothing okay. really to talk home about. Let's talk about. Let's do some spicy takes then. Ole, ole,
1: ole, ole. Hot, hot,
0: hot. Your shirt is really vibing those spicy takes this week. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, it's right on, right on vibe.
1: Okay. Do we have some extra hot? Nando's spicy takes.
0: You you, you give me with yours first. Okay.
1: My spicy take is is, uh, going down the road of the doggies here. And I'm I'm backing the Bevo to screw something up (laughs) monumentally here because everyone's talking about the McRae DPP, which rightly so, they should be. And everyone's been recently talking about Bailey Smith and his good scoring. My spicy take is that they both go sub- I don't know whether to say you, 90. Yeah. yeah, you you writ 80 before, and now you've changed it to 90. You're backing well, out. I thought I felt like the take was too spicy. I needed. It. Do you think I should just go back to 80? Go go okay, go I'm go balls deep, and if it's sub 90, okay. I'll give it to you. Go balls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my spicy take is that both McRae and Smith go sub uh, 80 this week, Ooh. and Trelaw's back in the middle, and yeah. just well, is that even a just spicy? Just screwing everyone's plan. Yeah, because Bevo just. I, does think, that I anyway. think I think
0: I think Trelaw going to the middle is not necessarily a spicy take, but. Those other two going sub, 80 would be...
1: Because they'd still be scoring. Oh, well, McRae's well. lowest score for... I just spat over Look, lowest score for the year is, is about 80, I oh, think. That's is. No, I'd actually though. be keen to... While, while I mention it as well, thank you so much to everyone who's um, who's tuning in on the live feed. 181 viewers. I think that might Let's be like... Let's go! The Here highest we go. we've got as well. And I'd... Wouldn't mind hearing um, everyone's spicy take. So if you want to jump in the comment yeah. section, and we'll read a few out, drop a little spicy take. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll read it out. Mitchell, do his, and then we'll see what we have got in the comment section.
0: My spicy take is to do with a very popular name this week. In that Darcy Cameron um, goes the highest of all rucks this week. He's the highest scoring ruckman for round twelve. So he beats out English. Put a number on it. Put a number on it. He goes 125-plus. Who's English got this week? English has Geelong, which apparently is one of his worst matchups of his career, um, historically speaking. But Did I
1: see a stat floating around that um, the Bulldogs haven't beaten Geelong? In... You told me this before, and that was yeah, I need to, an incredible I, stat. I, I may just be making things up here, but I, I think that... Um, the Bulldogs haven't beaten Geelong in in ten games or something. Maybe I'm. Uh, there's every chance I'm completely talking out of my ass. But um, I, th- I thought I saw something floating around on Twitter.
0: Yeah, that's that's if, well, if true, I mean, that's that's incredible, um, and obviously will help my case because if, if they get done in, obviously doesn't probably doesn't score as well. Okay, um, so that, so yeah. oh, I like this hot take from ooh, what do we got? FPL Tiger Chincota to go ninety plus and burn traders. Love it. Let's
1: go. Kissed, I hope you so are kissed. all right. Uh, I don't. We didn't really talk about Keezy, Hey, and Keezy, is Keezy, Darcy Cameron, Humphrey, pick two for me. That's the, where um this fell is going. What what about Keezy? What do we what do we think?
0: No, I know a few other podcasts. I think um uh, it was the Pod Pod Boys were keen on Keezy. Harmsey
1: was um. Well, it's, it's sweaty sweaty work up there in Darwin, and it, Keezy it, loves sweaty work. It
0: is. I just I don't have as much confidence in his role game to game. Um. I still want to think that Adelaide are playing. There's Dawson and Laird in there. Yep. 100%. Agreed. Then you've probably got like just a mishmash of Saligo, Saligo Keys, Richelli, um yeah, sometimes even the old fella. What's his name? I'm blanking. The old fella. <laughs> it's like, all I can think it's a household is, name. All I can I'm, think I'm, I'm, of is Matt Crouch. I'm, 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 I'm blanking at the moment. But yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: they've got a few guys going through there. Um, if, if Keyes gets you three weeks, he could be an all time pick because if he plays in the midfield for three weeks, he could give you one twenties in those three weeks, which yeah, could he, be he
0: has yeah, Done that in the past, but I don't know. There's just, a
1: chance he plays in there this week.
0: Look, it's it's a play. I just prefer the route of you know, Greenwood Greenwood's playing midfield this week. Like, yeah. there's. there's I, no, I feel like there's no doubt about that. At least yeah. this week he's playing midfield. The question of him, Sloan was the guy I was talking about, Rory Sloan. Um, yeah. yeah, Harrison was on top of it. Thank oh. you. On you, Harrison. Um, like, Green was playing midfield. The, the question is, what is he doing if LDU comes back, when he comes back? And and even then there's a bit of an argument that he could stay in there because obviously you've got a different coach these last few weeks. He's yeah. obviously put him in there more so. So I just I just go that way and, and sort of think
1: that that's probably the better way. But... There
0: is, there is merit to it, I think. Uh, oh, no. Especially, again, forward eligible.
1: A so. couple more spicy takes. Tom Green go 180. Harrison reckons. Uh, fucking hope Jeez, not. 180. Um, we've Biggest got score of the year. Uh, Hobbs to outscore merit. And uh, that was Bindi that commented. Though. You wanted to... Oh,
0: yeah. I did want to shout out our boy Bindi, who um, obviously has been a great supporter of the show, has been very generous with his uh, his retweets and his, uh, his donations as well. And uh, I think as of this week is sitting 22nd. In the, uh, You've confirmed that these are the same bindis. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure. I think he's, he's changed his name a few times across the season. He was at Bind- one point Ashcroft's is his mum, and then now he's bindis. Bindis blues, is bindi's it? blues, uh, or, Bindi or something like, like that. can either
1: confirm that that's actually correct, or once again, we have no idea what's. But
0: happening. no, he's and he's also doing some really good stuff over on Twitter as well. I'll, I'll give him. I'll give him a shout out in terms of his Twitter handle as well, uh, at DT Engineered. Um, so he's putting out some good content as well. So, so, people. shout out to Bingy. He's, he's a good guy yeah. out there as well. And also, another just while we're doing shout outs, another shout out to the number one player in AFL Fantasy, Jonathan from the Fleabaggers. Who, he's got a little Richmond jersey next to his name here. So, he's a, hey. he's a fellow Teaks fan and he That's is good, I mean. a Ball Boys. Uh, he's leading the way, obviously, in the Ball Boys League as he's obviously leading the way in the entire comp. And uh, we are, we're cheering you on, Jonathan, in case you're watching. Uh, hopefully, you can take it all home. Uh, and represent the ball boys. Yeah, yeah, for sure, in the league. How good's that? He also has Sean Darcy to deal with this week. So hopefully you make a good decision with your ruck moves
1: there. So We'll see. Let's answer some questions. So if you've got some questions,
0: guys, start firing them through and we will get through to them. Yeah, Um, absolutely. As long as it's
1: not my dad asking me to bring the ladder over tomorrow. (laughs) Don't ask me that again. Just text me, Dad.
0: Are you, are you... So, are you bringing the ladder? Are you going to... Oh, I guess i Are going to honor that
1: request? Oh, he's asked me in the live feed. Bont so to I go
0: sub 70. Ooh, don't want to see that. All right, some hot takes coming on. All right, let's have a look at some questions here. Uh, is Seamus Mitchell out? Who yes, would,
1: he is out with sickness. I like that question. Who would be priced higher, Luke or Mitch, if I could trade in my team? Go, justify. Who's mate, priced higher? Writing's on the wall, mate. Right there. Oh, yeah. Right there. <laughs> Actually, to be fair, <laughs> if you want fantasy advice, trade in Mitch. If... <laughs> if if you want good times, then just a good looking bloke on your on your field, then
0: uh, trade in me as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew you set yourself up for that. That was good, you prick. Uh, yeah, I'd trade in Mitch if I had the choice too. So that's an easy question. Should we actually answer some fantasy questions? I reckon you got a low break in, and then your your price is coming up, mate. So don't worry about that. Briggs or Greenwood's an interesting one. So question from from Jacob there: Briggs or Greenwood? I it's feel like different positions. Well, yeah. The uh, other you know, the other thing with Briggs is you're not getting one field, un- except for this week.
0: Unless you've got some funky Ruck lineup going on yeah, and you've got Wits in there or something like that, um,
1: yeah. like a Wits
0: and Marshall kind of combo, then...
1: So I'd be going Greenwood So
0: Greenwood reason. is probably the generic answer without knowing your situation there, mate. But um, uh, Jacob, so Br- uh, Greenwood is probably the most answer. Unless you've got Sean Darcy, then I can see the Merit in
1: Briggs. This might be one that a few people are tossing up this week is people that don't own Merit yet um, going Merit or Laird, who <sighs> if you had the choice to go... Uh, either of those guys. Are you going Laird?
0: I was was Laird last week, and I'm Laird again this week because I think he's going to be the better player moving forward. I was Merritt the week before because you got him at the start of this run. But now when you're trading in Merritt, you're only really getting him for this game against the Blues, which is going to be, again, a nice sugar hit. But I think for the rest of the
1: season, Laird averages more. So I'd be more keen to just lock that away. I think I'm a Laird as well, just like you said, for the consistency over the rest of the season. But there is every chance that Merritt goes 180 this week.
0: There is, but there's also a chance that in Darwin, that you know, Laird, he goes huge as well. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I just think the Laird's going to be a better pick for the rest of the season.
1: What do you think about this trade? Because this is something that I could potentially go to. Fiorini to Cameron. What do you reckon that's Thomas? To Darcy Cameron. Uh, I like it. I think it's an upgrade. I think it provides versatility
0: in terms of coverage of your rucks and forwards. Uh, I think Fiorini can go. I think, obviously, we saw last week the conditions up in the uh, Northern Territory don't
1: suit him and it affects his scoring. So before he starts to go backwards in price... I think it's fine to trade him. I think once we jump off, I'm going to have a few more questions for you about getting rid of him because I think yeah. that um, might be where my mind's at as well. Yeah. I don't mind this one as well. Congratulations to Miles, who's ranked about 900. He reckons it's thanks to us. Oh, thank you, man. Well, yeah, don't be giving us plenty of time for us to fuck that up coming up. So <laughs> don't worry about that. No, well done. This bloke's miles ahead. Of that's pretty good, eh? Yeah, no, well done, Miles. Uh, question He says. Ashcroft to Anderson, Warple to Humphrey, and Davey Jr. to Darcy Cameron. That all sounds... Okay, run me through that again. Sorry, there's a lot of names there. That sounds excellent to me. So Ashcroft goes to Anderson. No Anderson. I'm guessing. I'm assuming, yeah. Goodbye. Warple goes to Humphrey. Great. Yep. Perfect. Davey Jr. to Darcy Cameron. Amazing. Great traits. Would there be cash? Double in the bank for double that? upgrade, plus you're getting your better buys. Yeah. That's perfect. No wonder you ranked nine hundred. That's fantastic. That's not a question, that's a boast. <laughs> no, well done, Miles. Thank you for that. And thank you for um, listening along as well. Uh who else we got now? I saw a question
0: before, but favorite okay. colour of Gatorade, Luke. What's your what's your favourite colour of Gatorade? Someone asked that. Yeah, right here, mate. Favorite colour of
1: Gatorade. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the the charge here with the Oh, sorry, you used to ask me whether you could answer. Oh, I just no, you do, do didn't answer. seem like you had an answer. No, I just, yeah, I didn't see it there. But yeah, what's your favourite colour? I, I, I'm a blue
0: man. Blue Gatorade. Right?
1: What, what are you? I like um, purple. I like the grape. Is that a weird? The pur- no, purple's good. No, purple's, purple's underrated. I, 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 think, I think purple's the best one. I don't know whether that's just me, but I always, if, if I can, I always go to purple. Blue's, yeah. not, blue's not bad. What would you pick? It Like standard colours, blue, red, yellow. What are you going? You can't have anything else. Blue, red, yellow. You're okay, going, right, you you going blue?
0: Oh, yellow's last.
1: Yellow's yellow's last, easily yellow's, last, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tastes and looks like piss.
0: Yeah. So power or Gatorade? Power Oh, they're pretty similar. I don't know. I feel like I've had more Gatorade in my time, but uh, I don't know. I'm going grape either way, but regardless, yeah. I think. Yeah. Good question. Alright, let's move on to a fancy footy question. <laughs> Doherty or Walsh? I like the look of that. One, what are your thoughts on that? Worried about Doherty management at training this week. That is actually a good uh, good point there, Jack. Uh, there was some reports about Doherty being managed. How worried about... Does that like concern that's, you at all?
1: That's the first I've heard about it because I haven't been really looking at Doc. But before I heard that, my initial answer was go Doherty because he's going to be in that line at this stage anyway. Um, but Walsh just seems like guaranteed scoring, doesn't he? I feel like... I didn't hear that Doherty thing. When was that? Uh,
0: maybe it, it was like one tweet I think I saw. So I don't think it's like a big thing to be worried about. And I think, especially with your veteran players, half those you know key guys are managed throughout the week anyway. So I don't know if it's like something that I really would be jumping at shadows at. So I personally would be going Doherty just because of his uniqueness. And obviously he's got the defender status and he's averaged more in the past. So he kind of ticks all those boxes uh, for me. So I'm, I'm Doherty over Walsh.
1: Uh, this is a pretty detailed one here. So, um, pass it to Greenwood, would get a rookie off the field? Or do you think that Humphrey is a better option to go to? Um, all right, oh, actually, I'm misreading this question. Perhaps see the one there from Chris.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. One of my is pass it to Greenwood, which gets my rookie off the field. Is Humphrey a better option considering we are trying to get rookies off our field during the buy rounds? Well,
1: first of all, Humphrey is a rookie, so... Um, yes that's what I was trying to interpret what does he mean pastor to Humphrey instead of pasta to Greenwood I I would probably prefer Humphrey to be honest is there more upside what's the the price the price is about 50k so it's not much Um, but I feel like if they continue to play Humphrey in this role there's more chance that Humphrey stays in the role than Greenwood does when LDU gets back
0: agreed he's probably less reliant on other people being in the team Humphrey that is plus he's got a better buy around plus he's just again it's not much but it's 50k and he's forward eligible so that's again we refer back to my my list there. I had Humphrey slightly ahead, but I I do think that Greenwood probably scores more at least this week. I have to think
1: so, if he's in the middle and he's just tackled.
0: But it's just beyond that that I have a little bit of doubts. And again round fifteen by it is luxurious to think that you'll have those trays to trade him out at round fifteen. Like yeah. what if Carnage happens? What if something comes up and you've got to hold
1: him and he's stuck there? So it's a lot of ifs there, isn't it? Yeah.
0: There? I think Humphrey just gets the nod for that reason.
1: Straight one here, wits or Cameron, I think I know your answer, but oh, I'm going Cameron too. Wits is appealing to some people for that buy round, but Cameron you get is- witz? you're likely to get that sugar hit straight away and then Cameron's a guy that you're gonna be holding with that good um dpp as a forward and potentially he could just go on to be a top 6 forward I think I'm cameron there
0: yeah wits is 788k so he's not he's not cheap and like he's not someone you're going to want and he's only a ruck so at yeah, the end of the DPP. end of the day we're all going to want english and marshall so by getting wits in now it's like you're paying up for a Premium price player as a short term move. I'd rather be doing those short term moves as someone cheaper. So for that reason, it's it's Darcy Cameron. It's just it's
1: just despite his good buy, it's just an awkward trade for me to get in with. Oh, um, I've stitched someone. Up. I've stitched Mitch up here. I almost started, or I don't know if it was you or me. We almost started to answer his question, and then we took a sip of our beer and forgot. Oh no! I feel really bad. i am going to go back and find uh, what his question is. Mitch, 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 Mitch. Now that Seamus is out, who do I uh, keep out of him, Ashcroft, Fearing, uh, okay. or so, yeah. Sorry, Mitch. <laughs> that sounds like classic us.
0: Uh, I would be... What's Seamus' break even? Um, Let's have a look. 27. I'd probably be keeping Seamus out of... Well, okay. Well, Mitch, I'll, I'll ask you, answer your question with another question. How many people do you have playing this week? If you've got 20 or more, I'd be happy to hold... Ashcroft and Seamus yeah. if you've got 18 or 19 I'd be getting
1: rid of those guys who aren't playing this week I think that, that makes a lot of sense yeah. hopefully we've answered Mitch's question there Yeah, just realise it just looks like I'm wearing a singlet how many yeah? do you have playing this I week I uh, 35 yeah, I'm, in a pre- I'm in pretty wow. good shape actually. Eh? okay so, <laughs> sack the system yeah no, I'm looking pretty good Avoid um, my question now nah, well, after trades I reckon it'll be 20 plus I'd have to. I'll have
0: um, I'll have twenty this week as well, which I think. Yeah. I I, I feel good with 20. 19, nineteen. I'm not as I don't feel quite I as. Can't, good about I can't. I can't take my. I got to get a bit of sun on this. Hey. It's just like. <laughs> well, you're all about the uh, the hair. Let's maybe so do a couple more. Question: If
1: we live in Queensland or not?
0: Let, oh, mate, I don't go outside. It's. Uh, yeah, no, we're, we're indoor indoor people. Um, <laughs> let's we watch too much footy. Um, let's do two more questions and then we'll wrap it up and let okay. people go and do their trades. Let's get them in. What's this
1: last one here? Thoughts on this trade. Atkins to random 200K rookie. Don't love it already. (laughs) (laughs) Ashcroft to Walsh, Wilmot to Humphrey leaves. Oh, well, if it leaves 340K, you probably don't have to go to a random Yeah, exactly. So Um, Ashcroft to Walsh, Wilmot to Humphrey. Yeah, we'll go. Could you then go instead Atkins? What's Atkins' price? Atkins is what is he five hundred-ish K? Well okay, let's instead of instead of straight answering this question, let's answer the question of do you think that at, on this buy round it's appropriate to leave cash in the bank? It's definitely appropriate to leave cash. It's just about how you're getting there. Like if you're
0: getting cash by, say, saving an upgrade and going to a Darcy Cameron instead of going to a big dog, or you're doing like a triple cash grab kind of a situation because you've already got 20 playing on this round before trades and that's fine. But if you are trading out players like a Wilmot who is played every game this round to some random rookie who's 200K just to cash up, I don't think that's the way to get the cash because – Again, I've said this before and I don't think I've met, heard anyone else mention it but next week most of us are going to have 22 players playing so yep. your upgrade next week is actually not going to help you that much next week it will help you if you just get more of your team completed but it might only help you yeah it might why only not do help that this week
1: 30 40 points yeah, yeah do it this week why not do it this week and get, get more benefit. Uh, yeah
0: benefit in terms of your score because there's more teams on the buy this week than there are do next you fix week. ups next week yeah so yeah yeah in terms of getting cash that way I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing that
1: Okay, uh, last one here. Is Goulden to Cameron to get the cash for Darcy to English or Laird crazy? If not, is English or Laird a high priority? I think uh, Mitch, is. Is, Mitch is giving you the big cheers because that is where he's going. And it is not
0: crazy. Or, well, you... it
1: might be crazy. Well, it might be. We'll, yeah, we'll find we'll out. But, but Your justification there is that what, you, even though Goulden's been unbelievable, what he's priced at right now is yeah. not what we think he can do for the remainder of the year. So you cash out, you take the fact that he's maybe like – 70 to 100k over value, you put that cash on someone else's head or you take him down to a guy who you think can be pretty close to a top six forward anyway and use that cash to upgrade someone else.
0: I will say there is risk. There's definitely risk. He's got a few good matchups coming up. So this is something that I am still potentially looking at doing. The other risk is that he is one of the few premium forwards that doesn't have the round 15 buy and um, you're going to leave yourself short and you're opening yourself up if there is carnage between now and round 15 that you might Be struggling to get the right amount of numbers for around fifteen, especially considering that forward line. So that's the risky play of it. Um, But I still think that it is a great way to generate cash because I think if you put Darcy Cameron and Errol Gordon side by side, yes, I'd probably recommend. I'd probably say that Gordon averages more, but it may be like five points more at max ten points more. If I can get someone like a Holland's up to a Rory Laird. Well, that's a 40, 50-point upgrade on the other end of it. Um, Plus, the guy I'm training in, I have confidence in his job security. He helps my buys. He helps my coverage of the ruck department as well. I I just think that it makes a lot of sense. Um, I know the great man in his podcast today, Selby, said he wasn't keen on it, which gives me a little bit of pause, but I I still think that it's a play. Well, Um, another Maybe not for every
1: team, though. Another one of the the great men that you mentioned, Minimunks, just commented and, and said that just be aware that if you do trade him, you potentially want him back by round 15. You do. So, so is there like even a scenario, you know how we talk about trading in premiums that have come off their buy? It Would it be ridiculous to trade him out and then him be the premium target that you trade back in? Potentially. Do you know what I mean? Like, is that crazy? I know. But again, gonna, like if you're, you're trading trade. him to Darcy Cameron, a lot
0: of us already have like six premium forwards, you might end up in a situation where you've got seven forwards okay. in your team, which so is not the be, end of the world as long as you've got the DPP to get them all in your field. It might be team
1: dependent, is that what you're It saying?
0: might be team dependent. And I also have looked at this situation as well, and this is where I raised before the value of Bailey Humphrey and Ben Hobbs as mid-prices who have the four status and are not on the round 15 buy. So there might be a scenario where originally I was thinking I was going to be trading Ben Hobbs on his four, round 14 buy. I might depending on how things shake up, be holding him for that round 15 so I can move him into my forward line. I move Bailey Humphrey into my forward line, so then I'll have Dunkley, Hobbs, Humphrey, at least three guys in my forward line there. Plus, I've got Darcy Cameron um, to cover that round 15 by. So I'm have sort of i I'm aware of that as a risk, and yeah, if any one of those guys go down or something happens, then, then I'm in strife, and I will probably have to try and get him back in. But um, as long as you are aware of the risks... I still, thinking through
1: it, I still think it's a genuine play. I and uh, s- I wouldn't talk anyone out of it. I could see a scenario where Stato's recording a sucked in video <laughs> for, for you <laughs> yeah. in like four weeks. i sucked in, Mitch, you idiot. You yeah, I, I definitely could see and it. it he yeah, went 160 100%. for four weeks. Yeah, I can hundred percent right. see it. So oh, man, uh, that'd be a cracker. We'll see. All it takes is
0: gonna one Errol Gould and dangerous tackle.
1: I don't know. <laughs> who, who who can tell? Right. But we'll see. It's a gamer like this, so many it sliding is. doors, but we have fun playing it, don't we? So. Absolutely. Anyone else we wanna shout out or we still bit. we haven't um, shouted out the content creators. Cup
0: oh the, the content creators cup, yes, of course. Um do you wanna we've got a little, little graphic you want to throw on oh, there? So we, we do have our so little, we don't butcher this. Little graphic. So go to go. this website on the screen down there. Guys, if you are keen to go and get the wonderful package there that Tim Guest has arranged for all AFL fantasy players to help you uh, improve your financial knowledge and set yourselves up for a good financial future, um, I think he's said before that it's usually valued at much, much more. Mm. Obviously, we're getting it for free as fantasy players, so check on that one over there. In terms of the matchups this week, who have you? Uh, who are you coming up Ooh, against?
1: Who do I have? I'm gonna have to. Oh, look, who have you got first? Have I think got,
0: I've got. Oh, I think I've got from last memory. I've got Dossie. Yes, I've got Dossie. I actually, the, the great man himself on the round twelve buy. So I think I've got uh, could home, there. Oh, yeah. Well. Okay. So it's a bit okay. of a
1: bit of a uh, pod 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 type, pod v ball boys. Here we type go. Thing there. So, but but the buys are tough. Who so will have? Great. Yeah,
0: <laughs> these matchups. These next four rounds could be dictated by how many you've got playing, but. Yeah. I'm still going to take bargain rights if I if I come out on top um, and if I lose i'm going to blame the bias. <laughs> but that will uh that'll do reckon that'll do us there guys Beautiful. thanks for tuning in everyone and uh, good luck over this first round remember when we're looking at our buy rounds um, Remember, it's four rounds, so don't judge your rankings after this one week unless you go out and kill it, obviously. Then screenshot and brag on Twitter. That's all good. (laughs) Give this video a big thumbs up. Thanks for watching along, guys, live. And hit subscribe, and we'll catch you guys next week. leaders.